Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, listeners. It's Robin. Um, just a quick heads up that there'll be multiple times in this episode that we'll talk about last episode. Um and you won't have heard the last episode. We've had to skip an episode because, well, Rick seems to think we have stumbled across the next season of Serial. Um, and I'm not, that's not me doing a joke. He actually thinks that that's what's happened. I don't know what's really happened, but we're not allowed to tell the story that I told um, last week. Um, all will become clear, hopefully. Um, I'm going to get some facts out of Rick, but he's not here today, so I can't. So apologies about that. Uh, but never mind. Um, hope you enjoy. Bye. Hello. 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 Um, this is His Crazy Story, a podcast from the Overtake where we tell crazy true stories. I'm Robin. I'm Rick. I'm Abby. So this is the second in a double recording for us. Yeah. So normally what happens is in a double recording, you, the listener, think everything's normal, but we, the recorders, are slightly mental. Losing our minds. Yeah. But you, they actually don't, because every week you talk about your two stories. Yeah, we do yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. They know they're prepared. I mean, prepared. we could we could maintain the illusion of recording them one a week. Nah. And sometimes we do record yeah. them one a week, but... Yeah, but it's it's easier for. I think it's a sense of con- continuity because yeah. mm. yeah, last week last we week, mentioned yeah. some things about this week. It yeah, might be coming up. I did so. Yeah, we'll see. Um, behind the scenes at the overtake, we have we have to set up the equipment from scratch every time we record, which is like three microphones with mic stands, the mixer, all the other stuff, mm. and we can't just leave them out. That's why we're recording two and yeah. one because. It no, takes we're just, ages to do no, the sound. No, we're just social cats. we got things to do on a Monday. That's true, afternoon. yeah. Only every, every other Monday. Monday. Every <laughs> yeah. other Monday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, you say afternoon, but this is it's very it's much evening. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like we, yes. we can't start any earlier than six minutes. No, two minutes past six, so. Six minutes past two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would <laughs> be the afternoon. Which is the afternoon, afternoon. Yeah. Um, that's peak that's afternoon. That's when the aircon. I think off. if you've got a gin and tonic, your hand, you hand it six minutes past two. You, that is afternoon drinking. Like that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Pure afternoon. But we don't even have it. Why are you saying that? Because we don't even have a gin and tonic. I won't even have a gin and tonic anywhere. I don't want one. All oh. oh, right. Um, I really do, <laughs> especially with the booze. Where you stand on the gin and tonics. Yeah. Too hot in the booze. Mm-hmm. Is that. Can anyone else hear it? Are my ears ringing? 
There is yes. a very, very okay. high-pitched note, but... I can okay, hear yeah. it because I'm yeah. younger than you. Yeah, that's I what think, it is. honestly, for the first time, that's the first time ever a young person has been able to hear something. I can hear it's it. It's really making my ears. Can you? Yeah. Mm. I don't think I can hear it as loud as it is. But I think it's because it's coming from behind you. Oh. This is some good podcasting. This, this is, <laughs> yeah. oof, this is what... That's how we get that sweet air cast money. Yeah. The zero pounds that we've earned mm-hmm. from advertising. Um... <laughs> Great. Should we tell some stories? Yeah. 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 Um, what is the mood of yours, Rick? Very, very dark. Unusually dark for me. For you, yeah. I think possibly the most upsetting story I've ever done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine is light, light-hearted and nice. So it's Rick's first, just yeah. without even yeah. hearing titles. Yeah. Yeah. My title is, There's at least one reason not to go to Japan. <laughs> okay. That's, 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 that, it, that's all downhill really from here. That was yeah. quite lighthearted. Like, oh, there's yeah. probably loads of reasons you can't go to yeah. Japan, but no, this this is the reason it's why you don't want to go. Okay. Um, so, in 1981, um, 32 year old literature postgraduate student, Ise Sagawa, Japanese national, studying in France, um, was, as I wrote down here, studying in Paris for his um, PhD in literature. Wow, there you good go. for yeah. him. I feel um, like I've heard the same facts so many times yeah. already. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I love it. I just want you to know remember. where he is, yeah. yeah. Um, so on the 11th of June, he went home with a woman who I think was on his course, a 25-year-old Dutch student, Rene Hartelvelt. By the way, Hartelvelt. this isn't about Paris syndrome. No, it's not about Paris no. syndrome, no. We'll um, talk about what Paris syndrome is later. Yes, that is interesting. It's much yeah. light much more light than yeah. this. Um, so yeah, he went home um, to his flat, um, the 25-year-old student, René Hartelvelt, to work on poetry translating assignment that he had. Um, I couldn't think of any other way of putting this. Um, he killed her. Oh, fuck. He shot her in the back of the neck with a rifle. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, fuck, I did. Sorry. I meant to say before I started this... Um, story. I don't normally say like trigger one is, but this content is quite heavy. So, mm. like, if you don't want to hear a, quite a horrible story, like skip, right, skip bye, until guys. Yeah, <laughs> skip until you start hearing us laughing. It's uh, fine. Yeah. Maybe stay and listen, but it's hitting men hours. Yeah, yeah. It, this is not. This is not nice. Yeah. So, um, after he shot her, um, he immediately fainted, or at least he says he immediately fainted at the shock of what he'd done. Mm-hmm. Um, and like mm. how shocking the murder of a woman is mm. um, because he, he said afterwards that it was never his intention to kill her or that wasn't his mm. goal his goal wasn't to murder someone um, his goal was to taste her oh, um, so oh, no. yeah sorry <laughs> yeah so many lesbian jokes so much confusion mm, yes yeah yeah um also can i just say everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie it could yeah. be yeah basically um so after he woke up um like he literally just tried to eat her like just chew her with his teeth but found it to be too difficult so went out and bought a knife and returned can um, i just say not that hard like to eat human flesh so, so like He's well, just he, weak. Yeah, like. yeah <laughs> he complained that he, he he started. So I was trying to not include as many details because I want to be like overly graphic. Yeah. Or, but he said that he started with her buttocks. He said it was quite hard because there's quite a lot of fat, and he said he was having to like 
yeah, he said he was like chewing through like quite a lot of yellowy fat until he got to okay. yeah. yeah. So this is why I was trying to avoid detail. You, Can like, I just say, if you're going to eat someone, you wouldn't pick a stranger, would you? Well, well, she wasn't a stranger. Her. So, oh. Um, oh, so what I should yeah. describe is um, during his time um, in Paris. Um, oh, hang on. Let me just Sorry, finish with the yeah. the, the, the okay. mood a bit. Um, so yeah, he left the apartment, bought a knife, and returned. Uh, dismembered her and like ate from many many different parts of her body if you can think about anything you think basically uh, without going into internal organs yeah well yeah tried to eat yeah um if you are that kind of perv i wouldn't recommend you so we're talking just like all the flesh what about the hair not all the entire flesh um but I mean, like he, he ate from like every section of her body, okay. like from her cheeks and her breasts and oh, so on and so God, forth. Okay. Um, at some point during this, he also had sex with her corpse oh. because he was so aroused by what he was doing, um, oh. and took pictures of the like what he was preparing to eat as he went along. Right? Yes, I know. I'm sorry, listeners. This is the worst story I've ever told. This is like one of this might be one of the worst stories I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, Which genuinely um, probably is. So, um, what's kind of weird is when well, everything about this story is weird, but um, he tried to kill her previously um, in much the same way. Like, he'd invited her around for tea and he tried to shoot with a rifle and it misfired, it jammed, and she didn't hear. And he panicked and was like, oh, uh, uh, this isn't what I want to do. And he, he put the gun away. But he'd also admitted to basically the entire time he lived in Paris, he would quite often bring home prostitutes. Um, it doesn't so say whether when t- he shot her, it was the second time he'd attempted t- to t- shoot yeah. her, but he apparently still didn't mean to shoot her. Yeah, he's a weird cat. Um, mm. But he says, I'm he- just, uh, I was just, I'm just going to chime in to say, would it be better to say sex workers? Yeah, yeah. I was that, yeah. yeah. Um, he tried to kill. He brought home any sex workers, and um, with the intention, he thought that he was going to attempt to kill them, and uh, then never, never did. did. He just said he he felt like his fingers froze. Um, but previously. Um, when he was only 23 and living in Tokyo, he'd broken into the apartment of a German woman to try to not murder her, but to take some of her flesh to eat. Yeah. Um, you think you'd know, really. But, but, <laughs> She's still alive um, and he took some of so her flesh. So <laughs> Sagawa is like, he's a little tiny, like really weirdy guy. Um, like he was born with like a birth defect, so he was really, really small. Right. And uh, the woman, the German woman, it said that she was quite, Germanic, Strong. for yeah. want of a better, yeah. like as a perfect as descriptive word, like yeah. a tall, athletic, athletic. blonde woman. Yeah. Um, and she easily wrestled him off and he was arrested, but he was arrested with attempted rape and he kept secret the fact, like, oh. why he was uh, already there. Um, but he'd like later admitted that his entire life that he'd had a kind of sexual fetish with the idea of eating a woman. Oh. Um, it also said, I couldn't find back this up and i didn't have enough time to watch this documentary about him that he said that he'd engaged with bestiality with his dog when he was a boy but i feel mm. i was like i don't know if that's i read a few articles about it and no one mentioned that it got oh, mentioned right. once so i thought that's the kind of thing you include about fucking nutters isn't it mm. um so yeah his thing was he just wanted to 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 taste her it's weird um so after he kind of realized what had happened he claimed that he like felt remorse at her death um yeah, it's too fucking late. Too for late, that. yeah. yeah. Um, as long as you feel bad. Yeah, yeah. so he uh, completely dismembered her, her body, um, put her into suitcases, mm. and uh, tried to dump her in the lake, which I think is called the Bois de 
bourgeois, something like that. It's a it's a it's a lake in the countryside near Paris, I think. Anyway, um, but um, people saw blood dripping from these suitcases, mm. um, and I think he said that he, he he felt like he wanted to be caught, um, and he was like he didn't even. I don't oh, think I hate it when oh, I fucking hate it when they say that. Yeah, it's like, no, just you don't do it in the first place. Absolutely incompetent. Anyway, actually. you didn't want to be caught. You didn't feel bad about what you did. You're just a fucking idiot. So the police, uh, the French police, they do like immediately get him like. Like people report, like, oh, I saw this guy, and there was blood coming out of the suitcases. That is enough for them to be like, let's yeah. let's go and arrest this guy. Um, and yeah, they find find the body parts. Um, like he admits to everything. They say, why did you do it? And he just says, I wanted to know what she tasted like. Um, like they go to his apartment, find the weapon, find all these photographs where he documented it. Um, yeah, so he's held for two years before his trial. Um, he's per- he comes from a very wealthy family, so his his parents buy him a good a good lawyer in France, um, and he goes to trial, um, and he's found to be legally insane, and therefore um, unfit to sit a trial, and he's sent immediately to a mental institution in France. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's sent there, and while he's there, um, he resents being put in with what he considers to be other insane people because he's like i'm not insane no um like i'm perfectly sane yeah and like he takes it as an insult that he would be putting other people who have actual mental health issues and wants to be in a prison or or thinks he should belong in a prison um and as part like part of a therapy develops for himself almost he writes like a quasi autobiography and like a full account of what he did like how it felt like all these things like a very mm. in-depth account of it all so like i say like the details of this are everywhere you can mm. you, if you find the story you can find out everything about it um and he was extremely candid about it and then a, a very famous japanese author came to visit him um to like interview him for, for something or another because it'd, be, it'd become quite a famous thing mm. um and he agreed to hand over his notes to this author who then like edited them and put them together and published it oh, in a book called sake. in the fog um, there's no need for that i know there's absolutely mm. no need for that so then sagawa becomes somewhat of against his own will like he claims against it as his own will he didn't want that to happen um he becomes kind of like internationally famous as like this memoir of a, a mm. cannibal um and then he starts to like play up to it um, so he's constantly being visited by fucking weird playwrights and people who want to have a, like a you know an insight oh, into the the, the crazy yeah. man. Yeah. So the French authorities. Um, oh yeah, and like um, a French newspaper, uh, French magazine gets a hold of all the the fucking photos from the crime scene and publish them. And oh. the the thing I read about it said there wasn't even debate in the editorial team whether or not they should publish them. Um, that caused the French authorities to arrest the journalist who Good, had published yeah. it, um, and they tr- tried to like recall all the copies of this magazine and destroy yeah. them. Um, but oh, wait, sorry, my notes. Oh, the These are the up- my upside, upside down, down notes, notes I mentioned yeah. last week. Um, so anyway, like uh, eventually, the French authorities just got bored with this like celebrity, like murderer, 
uh, having to deal with him after all his arrest. So they extradite him to Japan. They're like, no, he's a Japanese national. You can deal with him. We're not like hosting this celebrity. It's not our place to, you know. And like everything, everything that comes with like the increased security and all that. Yeah, it's like it's not our place to look after this person who has gone fucking crazy. Um, So he's extradited to Japan. Uh, and basically immediately taken to a mental institute as he arrives in Japan um, and put up in, like, a pri- the private suite. And he, he, like, like I'm not defending here, but he he happily volunteers for any kind of testing and everything. He's like, yeah, I, I'm fine. Just whatever you need to do, I'll just do it. Um, but the Japanese are kind of obsessed with him, but also, like, disgusted and, uh, like, and shamed, ashamed yeah, by him. Yeah. Um, and after they assess him, they find him to be sane. Yeah. And yeah. say that he's not insane. Seems like he is, to be he's fair. He's perfectly yeah, like, rational yeah. and... Um, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, essentially they're diagno- the what they diagnose him as is just evil. Like, he's mm. not insane, he's just an evil person. Mm. And what he did this is like a, a sexual perversion. It's not a mental issue. Yeah. Yeah. He's just sexually perverted. Um, so they say he's fit for retrial and he belongs in a prison. So they apply for the paperwork from France, but because the case was thrown out because he was deemed not fit for trial, all the documents from the trial are sealed and unable to be opened to give to the Japanese. So the Japanese have no other legal... What's the word I'm looking for? They have no other legal justification for withholding him. So he is released. Oh my fucking God. So this is like five years after the murder, like 86... Yeah, so they can't get hold of the evidence. They can't build a case against him, basically. Um, So after, like, five years of... Two years in holding for his trial and three years in a French mental institution, he is released. Um, So, like, not only is he just released back into Japanese society, he's become somewhat of a celebrity now as well. So he writes more books about the the murder of um, René... Hell... I want to get his name right. Hartsvelt. Um, he writes more books about it. Um, he's consulted on a case of a man called Sutoma Miyazaki, a.k.a. the otaku killer, who um, was another a Japanese cannibal who killed schoolgirls, and he's consulted on the case. And he say, like he has the balls to say, like, no, he's disgusting. Like, why would you do that more than once? And, like, all kind of along the way, he's, like, trying to make this excuse that he's like, oh, it's just, it's my, like, sexual perversion and I've just thought, and he's like, I can't understand why people wouldn't want to taste other people. Mm. But then he's got always kind of got this thing where he's like, oh, but I, re- I regret they're not, they're being one less life. And he says, he at one point he says something like, um, if she just let me taste the part of her, like we could have just continued the <sighs> evening we had. I literally no. want to stab him yeah, in the neck it's, with a screwdriver. Um, so yeah, not only does that, he writes a book about um, the Kobe child murderers, like he's kind of like monograph on what this person must be like um and here's the fucking part that i think is particularly distasteful if you'll pardon the expression um is he becomes a restaurant reviewer for a japanese magazine no. yeah eventually um oh and yeah he it like film was made about his life he's in loads of documentaries about you know because he's a free man who's performed one of the most perverse acts so documentarians are always trying to meet him literally like fuck everyone involved in this i hope yeah. they all die yeah. um he played there's a, there's a, a thing in japanese cinema called pinku egg which is like 
not quite pornography. Well, it is kind of porno films, but it, like there'll be any film that basically involves like lots of nudity. So it might be like a you know like a, a saucy body romp oh, where yeah. someone gets their tits out yeah. that like falls into the same category, like soft porn sort. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And he played a sadosexual voyeur in one of them by some what famous Japanese. Oh my yeah. god! If he turned up when you're on your porn film on a normal day you'd freak the fuck out so like eventually uh, obviously like, it, it becomes harder and harder for him to get jobs because people become more aware and more like this hang on horrible. this is not on yeah, yeah. Um, and he claims that his punishment is like walking around with this you know like oh it's been oh, so hard for me to find work oh, that's, that's been my punishment but he's born into a wealthy family so he doesn't really he just got off scot free. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So he's not like he's, he's desperate for money. Did, yeah. Um. So hang on. There's one more bit here. Yeah. Um. So he's actually still free. He's still free and he's still alive. What? Yeah. Um. He he's looked after his brother because he suffered a cerebral infraction. What? Um, his, his brother so, looks after him. Yeah. So he's okay. he's paralyzed to some extent. Good. Um. Yeah. But yeah, his brother looks after him. Um. And yet, at one point, he wrote a book called "Extremely Intimate Fantasies About Beautiful Girls," which he illustrated himself, and it's about people like Grace Kelly and Audrey Hepburn oh, and like essays. I on... would sue. Yeah, mm. well, well, I suppose Grace Kelly's yeah. still alive, isn't she, Princess? Yeah, she's the Princess of Monaco. Oh, she. I think so. Yeah, huh. Audrey Hepburn's not alive, though, I don't no. think. And like other famous, or like classic. If beauties. I was, yeah, if I was in that, I would sue. Yeah, he's like a, he's like obsessed. At, like when I was reading it, I was like, I think he's obsessed with. He's he's clearly obsessed with women in a mm, in a yeah. way that's not okay. But I think he's a lot of his victims. He's obsessed with European looking women. Yeah. Like he talks about like the beauty of like pure white skin and mm. stuff like that. And like yeah, he's really creepy. Um, but he was I think it was 2012. He was interviewed by Vice Vice Japan. It's exactly the kind of thing. And yeah. like I read the article and the person who interviews him tries to bring some like typical like Vice like edgy levity to it like oh isn't it weird i'm interviewing this guy and i'm like no fucking... it's not weird it's fucking amazing. yeah it's like yeah. that's what it's the same as platforming a, a white yeah. supremacist yeah it's like oh i met these white supremacists and they were weird and yeah. it was like no this guy's really fucking weird yeah. um but in that interview um he said that um he thinks it'd be a shame if he lived his life without ever tasting human flesh again <sighs> I think it's a shame that he's going to live his life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really creepy because he talks about, like, seeing a girl on the train in the morning and, like, looking at her bum. And, like, it, like you don't know, what's familiar about it is, like, it's like a guy, like, really just like, oh, like, I was just looking at a bum. But then it's yeah. like, and here's what I wanted to do yeah. to it. And you're like, yeah, yeah that's not just, like, you if I ever encountered that man and I thought I could get away with it, I'd kill him. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, what yeah. I would do is chop off bits one by one and make him eat it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one of the weird things is um, people said to him, like, well, you know, if a woman wanted to kill you, he's like, oh, I completely understand if a woman wants to kill me. Um, but he's like, but I'd you ask. Really don't. But then he's like, I'd ask that it would be, be painless, like by morphine or something. What? Yeah. No, you weird. don't get that. Yeah. Don't. And then he was like, and he's like, oh, I'd particularly, I think I'd enjoy it if they ate me as well like while yeah, i was well, alive no one wants to do that you fucking creep yeah so yeah. i mean yeah there's a guy in also japan hilarious that he thought what Someone he would, would take enjoy him would even yeah. be a factor yeah, yeah. Well, he asked the guy true. who interviewed him in vice to be like oh can you put a call out to your readers if there's anyone who mm. wants to come and eat me or wants me to eat them 
And like, it's a quote. So they just printed that quote. They didn't say, we are doing a call out. Well, they printed that quote. Oh. Like, they're as bad as that French magazine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's one reason why you probably shouldn't go to Japan. Is oh, that yeah. there is just a man who openly admits to killing a student and eating an egg. Who's just allowed to just go about. Ugh. That yeah. was a really good story, even though it's horrible. It's horrible, isn't it? But it's crazy. Yeah. They just got out. Like, yeah, fucking... definitely. Yeah, and also, like, I think with stuff like that, is they're like quite. It's quite hard to hear, but also at the same time, you shouldn't just ignore that yeah. someone got murdered. And like, you know, like, um, what's her name? Renee. Renee. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to say Helvertst. Um, Hertfeld. Yeah. Hertfeld. Like, Dutch. if we if we don't if we never tell the story and we never hear it from anywhere yeah. then he, like, he, he is oddly fascinating because he's so open about mm. everything he felt um, like you know you can read and like there's a few bits like that there was a, he talks about eating a part of a woman and I was like I'm not putting any of the details in this no, because yeah, I was like it's no so yeah and there's like, no need for, like yeah, yeah he talks he talks about how things taste differently and stuff and you're like ugh it's just well, that's you can work that out from if you've ever eaten meat in your entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can, you can work that out. Yeah, it's so creepy. But I would recommend, like, I would recommend reading that Vice article out of interest. I don't know because nah, maybe don't, don't read it because you would support like, it. Yeah. yeah, there are other people who've. Re- I found a Wayback Machine article. Someone had wrote that, so no mm-hmm. one gets any money for that. So read that one. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. He's right, well, a little weed. Grim, yeah, yeah, sorry, I told you it was, that was the darkest no, one we've ever done. Well, I've got a good story. That's good. So, yeah. What's the title? The title is... Um, Iceland Women's Strike. Again, I've just given it a straightforward mm-hmm. title. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, let's go back to 1975. Um, at that point in time... Um, that's um, it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the end. Um, We're actually just travelling back to 1975. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, got I'm the time machine. Being in the time but... machine. I'm just calibrating the time machine, right? <laughs> Can you be quiet? No. Um, I'm just reading my notes. 
Um, I'm still thinking about that guy, that's why. Um, so, women in 1975 in Iceland mm. earned l- less than 60% S- of what? Agreement. <laughs> yes. It sounded yes. like it was like your type. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. women in 1975. Icelandic women. <laughs> <laughs> um, they earned less than 60% of what men earned at the time. So, there's a massive pay gap. Was it 59%? I just, I just, I just, I was, I wasn't being a bit churlish. Maybe it's it was a less actually. than a certain percent. I always think it's, it's one less than that, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably like pointless. Yeah. Well, anyway, it it's not fair because it's not enough, is it? Well, exactly. As in, <laughs> as in, it should be equal to the men's, not it, the percentage should be bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it you were definitely gonna say, should. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were gonna say like it should be equal, but no more. Um, <laughs> which I think is actually all, all people want. Yeah, really. Anyway, so the UN was like, uh, oh, we'll make 1975 International Women's Year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we're going to do. Um, and I, the Icelandic women were like, all right, well, fine. But we're in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, this group, a uh, women's group called Red Stockings, um, put forward the idea of like a countrywide strike mm-hmm. um, as like, a, a thing to do to honor international women's year um so and then the committee like all kind of sat down and discussed it and they decided to call basically they, instead of calling it a strike they called it a day off because mm-hmm. it sounds like it's kind of better pr isn't it to say a day off mm-hmm. um and it would just be more effective in engaging everyone um so and also at the time women could be fired for going on strike um, but not for having a day off. Don't know what that's all about. That's weird. Yeah. Um. So they started to spread the word in Iceland, and I think the popula- I think the population of Iceland's like both the women 000. in Iceland took yeah, the day off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there weren't many back then, but um, even then, it's still significant. Mm-hmm. You know, thousands of people. Um, the and it it went on. Um, you know, the the publicity for it went on the TV, and radio, newspapers. Even internationally, people were talking about it. So, um, on the 24th of October, 1975, the women, Icelandic women, went on, on strike to, quote, demonstrate the indispensable work of women for Iceland's economy and society, end quote, and to, quote, protest wage discrepancy and unfair employment unemployment practices, end quote. So they called it a Women's Day Off, which is... Kvina Frida Grun. Definitely said that. Why one. not? I was quite. I'm quite confident about my, the first half of it, but I, I kind of lost it a bit by the end. Um, I did try and find out how to pronounce it, but you know, do you ever go on those like, how do you pronounce yeah. things? And the, the pronunci- pronunciation is always wrong because mm-hmm. the robots like done it. It's like a robot voice, isn't right. it? And I'm like, they don't know a lot. Of yeah, human like you're, cl- you're actually saying that Icelandic <laughs> yeah. word in an American accent, and you don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So they didn't go. None of them, like none of the women, went to their paid jobs. They didn't do any housework. They didn't do any child rearing. Uh, hmm. It was ninety. All well, the pregnant women just held it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Get back in, you. Ninety yeah. percent <laughs> of women took part across the country even mm-hmm. including rural women um they had to close the fish factories because uh the factory workers were primarily women and they just didn't have didn't have the staff um For the fishwives yeah yeah 
um in so on on the day they have like um uh like a center part of Reykjavik that's like a bit like a town square mm-hmm. and it is about the size of a town even though it's the capital city um have you 20- been to Reykjavik yeah is it, is it small it is yeah it is small does it I smell a fish no when I was there I remember meeting a British woman when I got like got off the plane and we were like getting on the shore bus and she was like and I was talking to her we were just like chatting away and she's like oh yeah I come here all the time she's like I'm from Norwich and and I was like oh so what's Reykjavik like and she's like it's about the size of Norwich and I was like what like I could not come- I haven't actually been to Norwich but I can- is Norwich big yeah maybe Norwich is bigger than you're thinking well it's about the size of Reykjavik and I know how big Reykjavik <laughs> is um <laughs> And it, and it is like just a like biggish town, essentially. Biggish town. Biggish town. Um, it it's a bit like I, I feel like maybe like Wakefield or like a bit smaller than Wakefield. Wakefield is a city. Sorry, Wakefieldians. Um, or like it's small though, isn't it? It is quite a small city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or what's what? I can't really think of any examples. Like. Was it was a medium town? Was a medium sized town? I wish town. I'd have just thought. Right, right, okay, it's a small place. Yeah. Let's just move okay, on. Could you look up some medium sized towns? Leeds City Centre is not massive. Mediums relative. Reykjavik smaller than Leeds. Yeah, Cons- considerably smaller than Leeds. This is the size of like a a, a stadium. Yeah, no. It kind of a football pitch. It's, isn't it? Yeah, imagine a big town. I think that's. I can, I can do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, twenty five thousand people gathered in the square in like the square, and at mm-hmm. the time, there were only uh, uh, two hundred twenty thousand people in Iceland altogether. Um, nearly ten percent of all the people in Iceland the were people. in one and, like, town. They would have all been women, so it would have been like, you know, like twenty percent of the women in the oh, whole country. Oh, it, was, it would have been loud. <laughs> yeah, it would have been loud though. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they at the rally they listened to speakers, they sang, they talked to each other about what could be done to achieve gender equality in mm-hmm. Iceland. They had loads of speakers, including a housewife, two members of parliament, um, a representative of the, of the women's movement, and a female worker. And the last, oh god, the last speech was by somebody whose name I meant to look up, but I forgot. So I'm not going to pretend try and pronounce it, but. Um, she represented uh, Sokn, which is Sokn. the trade union for the lowest paid women in Iceland. Um, so, um, yeah, what what was what I think is funny about the story is um, employers obviously knew it was coming up and they're mm-hmm. like, "Shit, we got to prepare for this." Um, so they bought a load of them, bought sweets, pencils, and paper. So that when the dads bring the kids into work, the, the kids had something to <laughs> do, um, which is funny. Um, and listen to this. Uh, sausages sold out in many stores that day. Oh, I bet they did. <laughs> yeah, I guess like... Dirty girls. <laughs> no, <laughs> no don't, don't, don't slander the ice. <laughs> no, I suppose. Well, well, what else do you do with a day off? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's just human nature, uh, isn't it? <laughs> I think the assumption is that um, it was for a lot of men the only meal they could work out how to cook or knew how to cook. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you meant like. Oh, they all were the women were just like. like no, I thought they were like. Oh, let's pop into the shop to get a sausage for lunch. Like, I, like oh. I wasn't just assuming like in the supermarkets, like in a. I don't know. I was imagining some like kind of European, like come get your fr- your meats, sausages. Yeah, yeah, like you know, if you go to Germany, you can just have a, you can go you and can buy have a, a sausage, a cooked you sausage want. for your lunch, yeah. can't you? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> That's fine. I thought they were all like. Oh no! Ten percent of the public. They were just all, out yeah. in public, and they were like, "Oh, we'll have a sausage while we're out." Like, oh, that, oh, no. She never lets me have sausages. I always <laughs> yeah. want sausages. No, I think it. I think it was. I mean, sausages were quite a popular meal. Mm. But I think it was that men didn't know. A lot of men didn't know how to cook anything else. Um, so as a result, um, Iceland's parliament uh, passed a law guaranteeing equal pay, which was only a year a year later. Um, and since then, Iceland's been like a world leader for being like a non-sexist or the least sexist yeah. country um, and society. Um, it had the longest serving female prime minister who, ah, oh, fuck. She I, was I over three meters tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, it's a lot, yes, good. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually annoyingly looked at how to say her name and, I'd, and I was like, great, I've got it. Yeah. Didn't write it down. So, something dottier. Um, uh, no, I can't remember. It was too hard. It's too hard. To Helen? Is it Helen? It, actually, I don't know what a nice, right. a nice land, landish accent sounds like. Um, so every ten years, they mm-hmm. started. To, they they were doing this again. The the um, the on the anniversary of the day off. Yeah. Um, women stop work early so 1975 they stopped work at 205 p.m oh so that's actually something that i forgot 205 to p.m yeah what? was like six minutes past two oh from last week's episode yeah, it's not exactly right but yeah, but, they, but, but, but by within that minute they would have been able to buy that gin and tonic yeah oh, oh man it's like 420 or 11 11 you know you see those yeah, numbers and you're like whoa 206 is gonna yeah. haunt me for the rest of my life <laughs> hang on is that the number from is that number of the devil? The Shining. The no, I don't no, no. It's one six six or something. Is it? No. Is that the number of the devil? Two something. Two or four, I think. Mm, I don't know what you're about. Um. Oh yeah. So I actually forgot to mention in the story, the day off wasn't even a full day. They actually finished work at half a two. day. Well, I mean, um, if you're only going to do half a day, you can't expect to be paid the same amount of money, can well, you? Exactly. It's ridiculous that. <laughs> um. Well, then, we'll prove a point. They took sixty percent of the day off. Oh no! Wait, I've actually. Hold on, let me think. Oh no, I think that's right. Actually, yeah, I got, I've confused myself, but I think I'm right. I'll correct it next yeah. week if I'm not. I mean, the housewives could have slept the entire day off, couldn't they? Yeah, I think probably lots of people did. Yeah. But I think maybe the official thing was finish it too, because it because it reflected. Yeah, like a doctor's appointment on that day, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. Oh, the lassies going getting pissed up in the town. Yeah, what well, yeah. I mean, oh, that would have definitely happened. Yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, I actually, I'm not sure what I was on about with the numbers, but anyway. Um, in 2005, they left at eight minutes past two, um, which ref- this this is to reflect the amount of progress that they make. Oh, each year. okay. Um, in and that was the amount of progress made in 30 years. Sorry, um, and in 2010 they left work at 2:25, and in 2016 at 2:38. So they've made quite a lot of progress between 2:25. So and this is going off Norway's equality. Years. Hmm? world like world equality like so how they're like working them? it out they, are they working out they're um, not that's a nowhere meant iceland iceland's yeah, that's why I men and women um yeah yeah I, the I don't know whether one. they're doing like the uh, there's the pay gap and then there's like the salary gap the wage gap the wage gap yeah um i think they do it on the pay gap not the wage gap um which as a man i don't really need to think about these things i just no. expect to get paid in full every time uh, yeah, so that that so that was a short one, but I feel like it brought the tone back. It up. did, yeah, it's nice, yeah, nice one. So pr- progress is being made very slowly. Yeah. Um, have we got any corrections, Abigail? 
Um, yeah, a few, but I'm still doing something, so talk amongst yourselves. Um, well, I, well, I don't have a correction, uh. but um, uh, hang on, let me find it. I probably won't make the edit, but earlier um, I was talking about a spat and it was cut out. Or it might get cut out, it might be in, I don't know, it depends. It wasn't really brilliant talk, but spats um, is a, a shortening for spatter dashes. Oh, that's which quite cute. are the spatter guard on a type of classic footwear accessory for outdoor wear, covering up the ankle and instep. Hmm. Spats are distinct from gaiters, which are garments, uh, garments worn over the lower leg as a trouser and shoe. Lovely. So, that's, I mean, if the, if the original spat section gets cut out, that's just me just... Just yeah. Get get get. Uh, hang on, what was <laughs> get, 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 come get, down get. to spat spat spats. <laughs> where we've got all your spatter dash needs. Uh, <laughs> um, and that uh, Icelandic prime minister who's longest. Oh, longest. So I don't know whether I said this because I got a bit confused. To, to longest serving, serving female head of state in the world. Oh no, you just yeah. said prime minister. Yeah, I didn't. I, I think I I distracted myself by not knowing the name of her. She's just the the the, but, the queen of women politicians. Yeah, basically, yeah. How long uh, does she serve for? Um, sixteen years. Fucking hell. Yeah, her name is. How often do they have elections? I think probably same similar. And she's had for like four maybe. terms. She must have done, yeah. I mean, I'm all for equality, but that seems undemocratic. <laughs> she, <laughs> like, if she got voted she back served... in every time, she must have just done a, a good job. How long has Putin served? It's, that that is a very odd comparison to draw. Well, I mean, you can't just. I, I'm interested to know <laughs> how she served in I one sitting. You, got, you they... obviously got a problem with Vigis Finnbogger, don't you? Vigis Finnbogger, don't you? She looks. I'll tell you what she looks like. She I bet looks, she's gorgeous, isn't she? Yeah. Is she? She's quite glamorous. Um, she look, but she's not gorgeous. But she she looks like she she didn't she, mean mm. that. You are like, <laughs> well. Wait till you hear what I, what I say. She looks like Theresa May in Margaret Thatcher's clothes. So Theresa May. I mean, we're talking like, about the eighties. As a person, right. what's she like? Because I've been yeah. tuned out for a while. I think she's very wholesome. Okay, well then she's beautiful she's, to me. Yeah, yeah. she's destroyed yeah. Iceland's electoral system Let's so that she could reign forever. Cut it all. Up. She's now a. Um, UNESCO Goodwill Ambassador for Languages oh, and cool. she's received a great many awards I won't read them all but what I will do is scroll through them on my phone so you can see um, how many and now do we have lots about of how flags many. from other countries yeah. yeah and how many do you reckon that was about 20 or something well no no but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even think it was even close to 20 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright I'll count them I reckon it's nine. One, two, three. Four, is this five, how you count? Six, what is seven, this? <laughs> eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, yeah, fine. Twenty was an exaggeration, mm. but um, okay. Can we see a picture of her? Because that might be the picture oh, yeah. you use for the. Um, I'll put it on on the podcast on the what did that, what's that thing called Instagram? The Instagram. See, so, yeah, she looks like Trees May and Margaret Thatcher's clothes. Yeah, she does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's not attractive. She looks, no, she's she looks lovely. Good, Thatcher would have never worn a hat like that. Yeah. It, it does look really she good. She does look like a suffragette. Like, I it's very old school. better than Thatcher's. Yeah. Yeah. More, more a bit like Theresa May. To mm, be better than she that looks a bit like a uh, hyacinth bouquet. Like, yeah, she uh, does actually. Mrs. Bucket from Keeping like Up Appearances. Theresa May in a glamorous Thatcher outfit. It's a That's lot it. of bad women. Yeah. Just no, those two. She's it's not. not. She's good. No, she's but, good. Oh, she's 89 years old now. It's just well. like. 
like an overall aesthetic as well. She didn't actually physically resemble them mm. in like the face. In the face. She got the same energy. Oh god, this is really boring. Isn't oh yeah. Oh god. We'll some corrections. Yeah. First of all, dude, Grace Kelly died in 1982. I did think that. I oh. did, but then I was like, I'm so, I, I, I'm like, I'm so ignorant stuff like that. that I just she was, was the like, princess of Monaco, mm-hmm. though, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. That's where she died. Oh, in I didn't fact, know that either. Yeah. In Monaco Hospital, oh. I did know she was dead, but I didn't know the year, so I just didn't say. I just assumed she was like an elderly, beautiful recluse that no one sees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Audrey Hepburn died in 1993. She outlived mm. Grace Kelly. Yeah, yeah, quite well. a bit. Um, Reykjavik is about 275 square kilometres, so much smaller than Wakefield, which is actually about 339. Well, that told me, didn't it? The closest, it's not a town, it's a district, but the closest I could find to it was northeast Derbyshire, which is about 276 square feet. I've never been there, so I have no real, like... I wonder whether that's where Derby is, because actually, weirdly, a bit in my head for a split second, I was like, I'll say Derby, and then I was like... Nobody knows what how big Derby is. No. But anyway. So I ask how long a piece of string is. Oh, how big's Derby? Yeah. Except. Mm. I mean, well, even if it is, if Derby. <laughs> you can actually <laughs> measure. Yeah. <laughs> if Derby is in Derbyshire, then then it, even if it was, it'd be much smaller than. That's true. The northeast yeah. Derbyshire. Yeah. yeah. Um, the shining number is two one seven in the book ah. and two three seven in the film. Oh, they changed it so because they don't they didn't have a, yeah. a two. Yeah, what they had they a two, they had a two one seven, and the hotel didn't want them to use that number for fear that no one had ever slept in that room ever again. Ah. Yeah. So they used two three seven, two, three, which seven. didn't yeah. actually exist in the hotel. Ah, oh, that's yeah. real interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a little mini crazy story. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh, wait, is that it? Yeah, yeah that, that wasn't too bad. Um, uh, I think Rick may have potentially mispronounced the name of that French lake or river or whatever. Oh, but yeah, probably you could find find it. It. yeah. We, I, it we don't do pronunciations, no, we know no. that. Yeah. I didn't write it down. The balls, something. Yeah. You didn't think no. one near the end. Anyway. Okay, cool. Thanks in that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was you giving thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was, like, I was doing too well. I was being very efficient in my speech. I was yeah. both thanking you for your. Um, corrections and initiating the thanking. I thought you were the thanking the the listeners, like yeah. thanks and that. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. What do we know? Thanks say? to Jada because she's going to sort out this mess. Yeah. We've made a re- we've, you won't you won't be able to tell because it'll be so perfectly edited. Yeah. But we made a real. This one is quite pigsier, a shit as they say. Um, my spats stuff. My spats material. Better get <laughs> yeah. it. Don't tell them the spats. Please stuff. get rid we'll, of We'll just call the episode spats material and cut it all out. Jada. Yeah. Um. So the yeah. What uh? What do I normally say then? Are you having a stroke? What's <laughs> happening? Thanks to Jada. Thanks, thanks to the listeners. To the listeners. Yeah. Um, um. You can follow us on at the Overtake on all platforms and at Here's a Crazy Story on Instagram. Yes. Give us money, please. Yeah. patreoncom slash the Overtake. Yeah. That we helps need it. Us. We're so poor. Yeah. That mm. poor, yeah. <laughs> maybe poor is going to be the name of this title. Just like, <laughs> can we put we are poor, like we, we are, are poor, poor. Uh, yeah. but like P double O dash U R. Oh yeah, poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a, you're um, a that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's Help us it. on. That's yeah. how we finish, isn't it? That's pretty much. We know we there's something missing. What was the missing thing? Send us your crazy stories if oh, you have any. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that last Oh, uh, my God, Jared, crazy story at the oh yeah crazy uh, oh yeah because what's his name last week Michael 
cells. Yeah. Centers. Mike cells. cells. Yeah. Um, centers. Uh, a crazy story that I obviously use as if yeah. as if it were my own. Mm-hmm. Um, Feel free to send your actual personal crazy stories, mm, by the way, yeah. because yeah. I want to hear them. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Did I did I mention last week that a horse winked at me? Have I told that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. <laughs> I mean, my crazy it's story. Good, <laughs> Hilarious! That's so memorable to you. I suppose it depends how he did it. Well, it's just a little smiley face and like turn his head like. I mean, you just don't forget something like that. Like a man could live his entire life without a horse winking at him. Looking each other right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I was just on a bus and I thought that's an unusual event. (laughs) (laughs) Robin winked to me there in a horseish manner. Oh, oh, all right. She was Peace eating out. an apple. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. What was the thing you said before? Bye and that. Bye Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Little losers. <laughs>